0: So we are concluding this week of the Come Follow Me study with the book of Ecclesiastes. Now this is a book, it's an interesting book. Um, You go to the Guide to the Scriptures and it actually says that it's a book in the Old Testament containing reflections on some of the deepest problems of life. You're just like, whoa, where's this book been my whole life, right? Well, the way it takes it though, it's interesting, it says the book's author, the preacher, that's all we know about this writer, writes much of the book from the point of view of those who are without gospel understanding so this book doesn't have as much value like if you're if you're hitting some of the deepest problems of life you don't always want it from a worldly perspective um, he writes according to the feelings of the people of the world that is those under the Sun much of the book seems negative and pessimistic now it gives you a reference to Ecclesiastes 9 5 and 10 5 says for the living know that they shall die there's your warm fuzzy right off hey you're alive someday you're gonna die but the dead know not anything, neither have they any more a reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. <laughs> That's not how we live in this life. It's like, you know what, you're going to live and then you're going to die and people are going to forget about you and you're going to forget everything that you learned. So you can see how it's trying to address the mortal problems here, but it's not doing it the greatest of ways. Verse 10, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave whither thou goest. We know that we can attain that knowledge. We know that from the Doctrine and covenant, so we can actually take that with us on the other side. So the thing about Ecclesiastes, it's not all bad. In fact, there are some pretty cool things in here. Now you go back to that chapter, chapter 3, verse 1, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up. You go through all of these. A time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. You go all the way through there. A time to love, a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. So it's really going through all of this and it says even verse 9, what hath that worketh in that wherein he laboreth or it's a fancy way of saying What do people really get when they work for all of this? Um, As you go through all these things, and I understand that there is a time and a season for certain things in our life. And it's hard because oftentimes, if you're like me, you're trying to balance these things out. And it's hard to do this and this at the same time. So I do believe that this is wisdom. There's a time for this and a time for this. And it's hard to give attention to both of those. As I was reading this, I was reminded of a little message that Elder Bednar sent out just recently on social media about this idea of trying to balance these things and I love this idea so watch this.
1: One of the questions that uh, I'm often asked is, uh, Brother Bednar, with all the demands in my life, in my home, in my employment, uh, needing to take care of myself, serving in the church, how do I ever achieve balance? And I have what perhaps many would think is a very unusual answer and that is quit worrying about it because there's no such thing as balance. It doesn't exist. We can only do one thing in a given moment. So in the moment that I'm attending to my family, I'm neglecting church and employment and maybe even myself. When I'm exercising, I'm neglecting some things. And we can drive ourselves crazy if in every moment we're worried about all the things that we're not doing. We never get anything done then that really matters. So if I'm at home, I need to be home. If you're serving in church, then be engaged in the service. I remember on TV, I saw some acrobats and a part of their act was to place a stick, for example, on the arm, and on the top of the stick, they would take a plate and then they would begin to spin the plate on the top of the stick. And once that plate was spinning at a very rapid rate, Then they'd put another stick on a forehead and they'd have another plate and start to spin that one. Can you ever have all of the plates on all of the sticks rotating at exactly the same speed? The answer is no. You have to know which one will be the first to spin so slowly that it's going to fall. And you need to make sure that you're spinning that plate. So there's not really a balance but there's an understanding of what's most important in our life. Sometimes we try to have nine spinning plates and it's impossible. So identify the two, the three, the four most important priorities in our lives, and then make sure that we are always returning in time to make sure that each one gets the spin that it needs. That imagery may sound silly to you, but I hope it's helpful. Uh, Don't, don't spend all of your time trying to achieve this perfect equilibrium because it doesn't exist. Focus on the things that matter most in the moment and you'll have You'll have the Lord's help to be able to juggle and attend to all of those important priorities in your life.
0: I love that idea of just, you know, the the plates, because you and I, I think, have tried to do that, and you're spinning one plate, and you're trying to spin them all. It is exhausting. And so that idea of there is a time in our lives for these things to work that balance out. So back to the Guide to the Scriptures, where it talks about the negativity that this book seems to bring sometimes. It talks about how much of the book, like we said, seems to be negative and pessimistic. This is not how the Lord would have us perceive life, but rather how the preacher has observed that things appear to unenlightened men on earth. Now the most spiritual part of the book is in chapters 11 and 12 where the writer concludes that the only thing of lasting value is obedience to God's commandments. Now you go back to chapter 12 verse 13. It is a very simple verse. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. You know you think about that. That's really what Jesus taught when it comes right down to it, all we do, love God and keep his commandments, which is interesting because you go all the way back to Matthew 22, you're familiar with this, where a lawyer comes to him, asking him, tempting him, saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first great commandment, and the second is like unto it, Love thy neighbor as thyself. And on these two commandments hang all the law of the prophets. Now here's another version of that in the Doctrine and Covenants. You go to Doctrine and Covenants section 11, and you go to verses 19 and 20. Yea, cleave unto me with all your heart. And this is the Lord speaking to, to Hiram Smith here. It's like, look, you'll be able to help bring about the translation of my work if you do this. Now, verse 20: Behold, this is your work to keep my commandments, yea, with all your might, mind, and strength. So, that idea, it's like, look, putting it all together, when you get everything, when all the dust settles, will you just love God and keep His commandments? I think we as humans overcomplicate things, and we as members of the church have a unique ability to take that to another level, and sometimes we overcomplicate things. Will you just love God? And will you keep his commandments? And as you do that, everything else is going to fall into its proper place. I love that message in that chapter of Ecclesiastes. That idea of trying to balance everything. Love God. Keep his commandments. And I think you're going to be okay. I know that's true. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S.